Hello, and thank you for listening to another episode of Awkward Pals with Crystal and Colton. I am Crystal. And I am Colton. Apologies for uh, not having an episode last week. Colton, why don't you tell us about it? <laughs> so, I... Explain uh, yourself I, to the class. Yeah, okay, so, um, hmm, how do I start? Uh, so, I was playing a game one night, and uh, I got kind of mad at my PC because it was not... Um, my audio jack wasn't working, so my headphones stopped working. So I had to plug it into my microphone. And then I got upset because the microphone that I plugged it into picks up like a ton of background noise. And it's super annoying. So I like pulled it out and I tried to like put it in a new spot. And when I did that, I broke the microphone. And that's pretty much what happened. And it wouldn't, you know, I couldn't talk into it. Because that's what happens when you break a microphone. Yeah, well, I mean, you can talk into it. It just won't listen. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's not like a, a good microphone at that point. No, it's not. Um, and you said you just replaced it with the same one. What what kind of microphone do you have, by the way? Um, I have a Yeti. A I have Yeti. an um, Novo Audio Mic 2, mm. but I just don't have my audio interface hooked up to my computer, and I'm in the process of buying a new one right now. So Interesting. I use a Turtle Beach. I couldn't tell you exactly what microphone it is, but I picked it up at, mm. like, Best Buy. Like it though? Yeah, it's good. It gets the job done. <laughs> as as microphones should, they should just get the job done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No need to to spend you know two hundred dollars on something that's gonna sound the same as like a fifty dollar mic. <laughs> yeah, I mean my studio mic. The only reason I got it is for recording music, and I mm-hmm. got it I think off of eBay from somebody for like dirt ass cheap. It was like I think it was like a hundred and eighty dollar microphone or something like that, and I got it I think for sixty. Damn. So I was like, oh, that's a good deal. That's a great deal. Uh, but anyway, because we missed a week, we now have two episodes of Falcon Winter Soldier to talk about. So mm-hmm. we got it. We got to get right into that. Get right jumping. What have you? What do you thought of these last two episodes? You've finally actually seen them this time before yep. recording. Yep. So, <laughs> which is you know that's kind of important. Mm-hmm. It's a little important. Um, I. I'm not going to lie. When I watched the first two episodes, I was like, oh, this is like the same Marvel stuff. And I feel like I wrongly compared it to WandaVision because WandaVision was so different. Yeah, they're very they're um, very different shows because yeah. WandaVision is it's a mystery box show. Mm-hmm. It's it's designed to keep you constantly thinking and trying to figure out what's happening. Whereas Falcon and Winter Soldier is is a commentary yeah. um, designed to to relate to. Uh, real world struggles and create that connection so yeah they're, they're meant to be enjoyed I, differently yeah and i think once i realized that like it was it was probably in episode three when i realized that um i was like oh this is pretty good and then the fourth episode at the end of it i was like yeah this is oh my god this is some good shit this um, is some good shit <laughs> yeah so let's talk about that because he straight up uh, kills a man with with the shield. I, it's it's implied he might even have decapitated him, although yep. we don't actually see the head separate from the body, which is probably a good thing. Um, that's fucked up. <laughs> that's some heavy shit. And also, um, I watched it with my little sister today, and it's like oh. that. Also, uh, all those people standing around filming and whatnot, and he's wearing the Captain America outfit. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty good social commentary there. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was going to get into because I see a lot of people, well, maybe not a lot, but I've seen some people's takeaway be like, "Oh, well, he he killed the dude dressed as Captain America. He's not going to be Captain America anymore." And it's like, mm-hmm. are you not paying attention to what kind of show this is? That's not what's going to happen. This is very much going to be a commentary on how like the police keep getting away with with killing people and. That's one hundred percent what they're gonna do. He they're they're gonna try to cover it up, try to make some excuse or whatever. He's he'll need that shield taken away from him by force. Oh yeah, and the way I saw it, I I turned to my little sister and I was like, he's not Captain America anymore. He's Captain Colonization. Um, <laughs> I saw it as him like making and forcing other people to do 
and think what he thinks as well. Right. Um, and and you notice that just in the way he speaks, you know, yep. he he's yep. like when he introduced himself to Io and he's like, John Walker, Captain America, like he's expecting her to respect him more simply because yep. he's Captain America. It's like, that's not how that works. That's not how that works. Um, which, by the way, let's talk about that fight. That fight was badass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, oh, I love, I love tight space fighting. It can be just so interesting mm-hmm. um, watching it happen. And just the fact that it's like, he's got the vibranium shield. They've got the vibranium spears, you know. Bucky just watching <laughs> at first, the looking strong John, that, that took me out. I love that line. <laughs> hilarious um yeah i'm with you i like i like tight corridor yeah kind of uh fight sequence i mean have, have you seen have you seen daredevil the series no. on netflix i have not every have season not. every season they found a way to do like a hallway fight scene and it's amazing i was at all the netflix shows for marvel they found some way to put in a hallway fight scene it to the point where it was like a little excessive but also they were great so i didn't care that much that's like one reason I really like uh, Christopher Nolan and like Inception and Tenet and stuff like that. There's always some sort of sequence where there's no place to go but forward, and then there's obviously someone in front of you that's trying to stop you from getting there. So then you have to engage with them and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. did a good job of that in Inception with the uh, hallway scene that was like flipping around and stuff like that. And he uh, he also did a good job of that in, in Tenet. Um, going into spoilers. There, it, the, the one in Daredevil season one is definitely the most iconic, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, it's interesting because they managed to keep it interesting despite maybe a third of the fighting happening off screen. Hmm. So what's basically what's going on is he's going through this hallway looking for like this kid who's been kidnapped. Okay. Um, and so he's like walking into every room. And so you see him like he walks into a room. There, you hear a little noise off screen, and then you see someone get thrown into the hallway, and then he comes back out into the hallway and starts fighting them. And he, you know, pretty much does that each room, fighting them different ways. Maybe, like, a filing cabinet gets thrown out as well or something. It's really interesting. And then at the end, he breaches the door at the end of the hallway, and he walks out with the kid. All of this done in a single shot, mind you. That's awesome. Yeah. single shot sequences. Um... Yeah, so Daredevil, probably like the best thing that Netflix has made, honestly. And I'm I'm including like other like I'm including Stranger Things and stuff like that. And I love Stranger Things, but at least the first season of Daredevil is what is like some of their strongest work. Sounds good. I'll have to, I'll have to go back and watch that then. Season two dips down a little bit. They tried to stuff a lot of things in there. It's not bad. It's just a little a little much. Season three. Not yeah, season three gets gets really good again though. It's just they were trying to set up a few things because they were they were gonna give Punisher his own spinoff. They were trying to lead into the Defenders team up with all the shows coming together. Mm-hmm. It still told its own story fine. It was just it was just a lot going on. It's kind of like the first season of The Witcher they did. Mm. It's just so many moving parts. It's hard to keep up sometimes. Yeah, um, which which is not to say that it's bad. I mean. John Bernthal gives an incredible Punisher performance and, you know, was deserving of his own show. I've only seen the mm-hmm. first season of his own show, but it's it's great. Um, but, yeah. Um, we lost the plot a little bit. Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh, yeah, so we've been talking a lot about the fourth episode, but I want to remember that we haven't talked too much about the third episode and i would like to talk about uh zemo because he has just been really interesting what what i find so interesting about what they did with zemo is that his motivations since civil war are still the same yet now we're approaching them with a new context and we can understand him better than we did then which makes it really interesting yeah because because he you know his whole motivation he's like I, I hate superheroes i hate how they go around with like all this authority and you know all that and it's like well it's like you know even then you can kind of be like well i understand where you're coming from but but you're you're you're, you're thinking in hypotheticals here 
I mean, yes, yep. Sokovia happened, but these are these are the Avengers. They're good people, you know? And now we have John Walker, who is absolutely, you know, at the epitome of everything that Zemo despises about superheroes. And that, that just makes it so interesting. Because like I said, Zemo has not changed. <laughs> Yet we now have a new context to look at him through. And we, and we can understand him better. Also, uh, his costuming is great. I love that they brought in the purple mask. Um, kind of weird that we only saw it for a little bit. I'm hoping he puts it on again. I was surprised it didn't come on at any point in the fourth episode. Because mm-hmm. um, that's very much like his iconic look. And we saw it for what? Like 30 seconds a minute? <laughs> Yeah, at most, because so. I think he was standing atop those shipping crates. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, and he jumps down, and then next sequence we see him, and he's sitting in the car without the mask. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which, by the way, we that's probably not the last we're going to see of Madripoor, um, because in the comics, Madripoor is very heavily associated with the X-Men. Uh, Wolverine even owned a bar there for some time. So, so I could definitely see that making a comeback in any X-Men related projects or whatever they do in and the that's future. That's fine with me. Yeah. That's fine with me. I love neon signs. Oh yeah. Like that it's, it's dark, beautiful to look at and... that. Oh yeah. That tunnel with all the graffiti under it mm-hmm. looked incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pro magic boy. Mm-hmm. that please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, speaking of, there is this theory going around and, I don't know if I'd buy into it or not, but I want to hear your thoughts on it. Um, the theory is that Sharon might be the power broker. That's weird. This seems very far-fetched. But I don't know if it really is that far-fetched. I, it would kind of make sense for the direction of her, of her character. You don't remember how many years she's just had to be away from the United States and... She's clearly a very different person than she was the last time we saw her. That is true. Um, very, very much disillusioned with what she was previously fighting for, uh, which is very evident in the way she talks to uh, Sam and Bucky about how they plan to move forward. And it's clear she's really only helping them because it's them and not because she really believes it, you know? Yeah. So, so I think... I think I think it's possible. I think what's more likely though is that she's working for the power broker and is not the power broker herself. But I could see that too. I yeah. See that. I just don't like I was one of those people I was like, it could potentially be Mephisto in WandaVision. <laughs> right. And, and I wasn't disappointed when it wasn't, because being disappointed about something that's you know, we don't know anything about Right. Like that's just foolish. That's so the thing. If she does become the power broker, like, that's a cool twist. I didn't see it coming. If she doesn't, I'm still indifferent. That's the thing. I see a lot of, like, responses. Whenever anyone, like, poses any theory regarding Falcon Winter Soldier, they're just like, well, what? Didn't you learn your lesson from WandaVision? And it's like, hey, we're allowed to make theories, and we're allowed to be wrong. (laughs) Like, that's what makes these shows fun, is engaging with them and... (laughs) being a part of the communities or at least reading yeah trying to figure out what's going to happen next so yeah it just it comes like don't set yourself up for disappointment expecting those theories Mm -hmm. to come true though right i think that's what a lot of people like whenever they bring up the whole wandavision thing like did you learn anything i think that's like what most people mean by like did you learn anything like don't be disappointed yeah it doesn't happen yeah it happens um but speaking of trying to predict what's coming next, um, we have we have gotten word from the writer himself that a new character uh, will be making their debut in the next episode, their MCU debut in the next episode. Ooh. Um, and supposedly a very grounded character. Um, and like a character that MCU audiences wouldn't be familiar with, but comic audiences might be, so... So what's your take? I don't know. Theory? I don't know. I I feel like it would make sense if it's some character that comes from the world of Black Panther, some sort of Wakanda-based character, whatever, considering cool. where that's been coming from. I don't I'm not too familiar with Black Panther 
uh, comics, so I don't really know who else is out there that hasn't been used yet from that corner. Um, I think it's very likely that it will will be, if it's not them, I think it's very likely that it could still be a, a black superhero um, to tie into these themes of race and perhaps give Sam a different stance on, you know, maybe help be like, no, you, you, you do need to take up the shield now. Look mm-hmm. at what we represent or, you know, something like that. Um, I could see that happening. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think, you know, who, who do they have planned to show up soon, you know, in upcoming projects that this could lead into. And, you know, if it's neither of those, I have seen uh, Moon Knight be proposed as a possibility. Um, although Oscar Isaac wasn't really cast until recently. So I think, I think he was cast way too recently for him to have been there when they filmed. Um, although the casting was very like secret. So I guess we don't really know how long it's been because they didn't, they, they still haven't done a big announcement about it. It just kind of, there was like an interview and Sebastian Stan said like he was looking forward to seeing Oscar Isaac on screen as Moon Knight, um, which by the way, fantastic choice. Love yeah. Oscar Isaac. I'm surprised. Yeah. I'm surprised that he's willing to work with Disney again after after yeah, Star Wars. Because um, I I definitely remember at one point he was not interested, and John Boyega is definitely still not interested in working with Disney anymore. Um, it sucks. They really messed up their characters bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. It's yeah. I I don't even like want to get super into that. Yeah. <laughs> maybe 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 another episode. Another another time. Another time we can we can have a whole Star Wars discussion. Um. But yeah, it's it's I don't know. So it could be Moon Knight. I don't know if it is Moon Knight. I don't know where he would fit into the story, though. Is the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I another qualifier though is that I think I remember it being said that it's like a pretty big name actor playing this character as well, which kind of leans more into Moon Knight because Oscar Isaac's pretty big right now. But uh, I, you know, obviously at this point, all I can do is speculate. Um, We've thrown out a few options. We'll see what actually happens. <laughs> Pedro Pascal gets thrown into his millionth uh, in the last two years. Uh, <laughs> I do I do love me some Pedro Pascal. Mandalorian, chef's kiss. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, and he's also playing Joel in the new Last of Us for HBO. That's so right. He's kind of on a roll right now. That's so. right. I've never played The Last of Us. Incredible game. I heard... I heard there's some problems with the second one and not the problems that like the, the sexists have with it, but other problems with it. Yeah. I hate not to get like too sidetracked here, but I started it. I got halfway through no spoilers here, but once I got to that halfway point, I was kind of like, I don't, I should probably, I should finish it because I've heard like pretty okay things about it. But at the same time, I just am so conflicted about playing the rest of it. What I heard is that it has a trans character that is handled poorly within the narrative. Is that... I can't even remember. And I I wouldn't know who it's talking about specifically, because, you know, it's just what a friend told me. Mm -hmm. So... I'm going to look that up, because I might have even been introduced to them, and I've just... I haven't played it since, I want to say, like... September, so I can't remember. Well, they're remastering the first one, which feels unnecessary because, like, it's it's a pretty recent game, but and you did like the or no, not remastering. They're remaking it. They're remaking it, which just feels unnecessary because you already remastered it for PS4. Mm-hmm. So now to remake it for PS5, I don't. And it already looks good. Yeah. There's really no need. Seems more of a cash grabby kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we also had come out uh, within the past couple weeks, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, which I I really liked it. Um, I have I have a friend that's a that's a really big Godzilla fan that that they had problems with it, but I liked it. I've I've enjoyed 
all the MonsterVerse movies, save for, like, the first Godzilla. I think it was pretty boring. But, uh... But I really liked King of the Monsters. Uh, Kong Skull Island was good, and I liked Godzilla vs. Kong, so... Yeah, I, uh... I'm not, like, super crazy about the MonsterVerse. Like, I watch the movies when they come out, just because they're fun, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, I really, I really enjoyed Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah. I thought it was. It's there was it, it's definitely moments where it's definitely more sorry. of a Kong movie than a Godzilla movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. Oh, yeah. I think there was like a few moments that were a little too drawn out. Um, I but really, I thought the pacing for the most part was really well done. Where most of where most of my issues come from are like the humans on the Godzilla side of the plot, because I just I I was. I was a little uncomfortable with, like, the way, like, oh, this main guy's, like, this huge conspiracy theorist, and, but he's, he's always right about his conspiracy theories, but he's still portrayed in the same way that, like, you'd portray a crazy conspiracy theorist, and mm-hmm. I know it's not intentional, they make these movies, like, way in advance, especially MonsterVerse, they, like, they pretty much backlog these movies, um, King of the Monsters was completely done six months before it came out. <laughs> Which I did is not know yeah, that. Um, but you know, with recent events such you know such as QAnon, it it just supporting conspiracy theorists as our as our heroes just doesn't just doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, that's understandable. Um, we do live in a crazy time. Yeah, that said, the the humans on the Kong side very great stories there. Um, mm-hmm. When oh when like Kong signed home on the ship, I was like oh my god. This is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, all that said, I'm really, really glad that there was like an actual definitive winner to the fight. You know? Yeah. Because all these yeah. like versus movies have a problem where it's like, you know, Batman v Superman is the best example. They stop fighting and they team up to fight something else. You know? Yep. And they still do team up, but not until after Godzilla kicks Kong's ass. <laughs> Yeah, I actually uh, I placed a fifty dollar bet against my <laughs> sister about it, and she was like, "Oh, King Kong's gonna win." I'm like, "It's a radioactive fucking dinosaur." <laughs> it's a radioactive dinosaur. Yeah, going on about. They had to and, give uh, Kong a special axe just so he could stand a chance. Yeah. <laughs> and even then, Godzilla like had to charge that shit up. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, I was like, fifty bucks says Godzilla wins, and he stays up top, and Kong goes down low to Hollow Earth. And uh, yeah, she she fucking lost that bet. <laughs> Um, I certainly think of the, of the MonsterVerse films, this is probably the one that gave Godzilla the most personality, you know, Mm -hmm. like we see him like smile and stuff and we can see that he's like enjoying the fight, which is, which is interesting because that's, that's not what I'd expect from Godzilla, you know, he really seems Mm -hmm. more like he fights out of necessity, you know, he's like, he's like, no, I'm on top, you know, he fights for control. Um, to to be the king, and you know, I guess at the same time he he's allowed to enjoy that fight, and he he does. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's it's interesting. It's interesting that they just that they put in those little details in there. Just you know, obviously he can't say anything. He's a he's a radioactive dinosaur, but you know they they did enough with his facial expressions to communicate that. Like that one. Uh little shot they did zooming in on his face and you can see like his eyes kind of kind of glisten yeah a little bit. he kind of he kind of fucked with that he liked it a lot yeah <laughs> um we know and then of course they team up to take down mecha godzilla and they're just kind of like walk away and they're like yeah mutual respect also i kicked your monkey ass and yep. we're not gonna but um uh, but yeah i i i really liked it um Mechagodzilla was very interesting, the way they handled it, Um, because Mm -hmm. from what I understand, you know, from what I hear from my from my friends who are way more into this, is that in the original like movies, the original version of Mechagodzilla was like created by aliens or whatever. (laughs) So very very (laughs) different. Um, But I but I but I liked what they were going for here. With like the the the, oh, the company's trying to take control, you know they want to be in charge. They, you know, 
they were essentially framing Godzilla for these attacks. They you know, intentionally angering him to attack their facility and get like the government support and everything. Very, very mm-hmm. corrupt in that way. Um, but yeah, and it was definitely interesting with like building the psychic link inside the the Ghidorah skull and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, these these movies are made by Warner Brothers and Legendary. You know what else is made by Warner Brothers and Legendary? Pacific mm-hmm. Rim. Oh yeah, I did know that. I did know that. And so, you know, a lot of people have been talking about, you know, oh, what if, what if what if we make Pacific Rim canon to the MonsterVerse? And, you know, maybe there'd be a few timeline issues with that, but this Mecha Godzilla tech could, like, if they wanted to, they could be like, oh, yeah, this is where the, the Jaeger project started. You know, we built off of some of that research, the psychic mm-hmm. link, the, you know, controlling a giant robot. Um and they could be like, well, you know, in order to, to, to make them as big as they are, or whatever we, and in order to, to remove the, you know, the ne- necessity for, you know, a G- Ghidorah's skull, we had to have two people, you know, yep. and they need that link with each other. Like, <laughs> I don't know. They, if they wanted to, they could do that. I don't think they would, but. It's right there for them to to explain away if they wanted to. <laughs> so. And you know they're pretty similar. Yeah. And like styles of how they're filmed and stuff like that. So I'm I'm with you. I don't think it would be too crazy hard for them. And it's one of those things where a lot of the people that go to see it aren't going to see it to like critique it mm-hmm. like you or I would do. Right. Um, they're going there to watch the big monsters fight. Fun, yeah, they're going there because it's a fun action adventure movie. Whatnot. Like I will say, so even since, if there was minor plot holes, yeah. since like the pandemic started, I, I'll t- the last movie I watched in theaters was Bloodshot, starring Vin mm-hmm. Diesel. Um, honestly, I think I think it's better than most people give it credit for. It's not a great movie, but like for being a Vin Diesel movie, it's it's <laughs> it's it's got it's got some things going for it. Um, <laughs> it's a high quality Vin Diesel movie. Um, but. Uh, you know, all the movies that have, like, come out during COVID times that, like, we watch at home, you know, Soul, Wonder Woman 84, you know, all those. Godzilla vs. Kong was the first one where I was like, damn, I wish I watched this in a theater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it kind of sucks that, I mean, if you've been vaccinated and stuff. Right. And I actually, I got my, I got my uh, first shot uh, last week. I got mine. What day is today? Today's Tuesday. Oh, I got mine tomorrow. You got yours tomorrow. Cool. Oh, I, I get mine. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, English hard. Right. Um, but, but yeah, just, I, it just seeing all the big action and everything, I was like, oh, this would have been amazing on the big screen, watching King, big King Kong monkey punch Godzilla in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I'm, I still enjoyed more fun. it, but yeah, and it's it like it's like going to see a Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. like a big Marvel movie in theaters. Like you go because you want to see it first of all, but second of all, there's those diehard fans yeah. that make it fun and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, them and... yeah. I, I will I will say what, watching King of the Monsters in theater was was great. Um, mm-hmm. I was unfortunately I was only able to do like front row, but. <laughs> So it's you know when you're in like the front row and you're like craning your neck to see the whole screen and yep but um but yeah um actually going back a little bit because I because I was I was talking about this actually at work the other day um we were talking about Bloodshot I like it like it's an enjoyable movie um I really hope Valiant makes some more movies because they have very interesting characters to work with. I think mm-hmm. they've already confirmed that they're making a Bloodshot too, um, and they've been working on some other projects for a while. Um, but but the one I'd really like to see is uh, is Exo Man of War. I would kill for an Exo Man of War movie. All right, I assume you're not very familiar with the character, so no. Exo Man of War was this like fifth century warrior prince. He gets abducted by aliens 
and escapes by stealing their like high tech armor. Um, and then he flies the armor back to Earth, only to discover that like it's now, it's today. <laughs> so he's got to like get accustomed to to being in the present day, get used to this like high tech futuristic AI driven system in his armor. It's the whole culture shock thing. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, I've been reading like the current run of his comics. It, there's like a very surprisingly human element under all of that. Um, cause he genuinely just like wants, he just wants to be able to help as many people as he can. Um, there's this, there's this moment, um, in the current run, he's like staying with this family, uh, cause he doesn't like, ha- he doesn't have a home. Um, he's just staying with his normal family and he lets them use the armor's AI to like help the kid with his homework <laughs> and stuff. Um, oh, also I should mention, he only has one arm. Um, when he's in the suit, he gets a second arm cause like he can control the suit or whatever, but he only has yeah. one arm. Why is that? Um, I don't know. Probably was cut off in some battle. I would imagine. Well, that's fair. I mean, you know, he's kind of he's ancient. from the fifth century, so. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd kill for an Exo Man of War movie or like a TV show, like a like a like a streaming service level TV show that like can put a mm-hmm. lot of budget into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd be all for that. Sounds interesting enough for it to grab my attention. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh, speaking of speaking of monsters, though, uh, you've been playing you've been playing Monster Hunter Rise, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah I've been playing that a lot. <laughs> I've uh, I think we talked about this before. I I don't know if it was on the podcast though. I've never gotten into Monster Hunter. Um, I would highly recommend to get into Monster Hunter. <laughs> it just it just seems like a lot, you know. They're just it, very large games, and i like to play a lot of different games so i don't know if it's something i'd want to devote that much time to yeah probably i mean i mean there's people out there who have way more hours in it than i do right i'm like 50 55 hours in or so and um i have this weird thing where if i move on from like what i'm doing and i leave things undone it stresses me out Mm -hmm. so like i could i'd probably have the game beat now if i really wanted to um but i've been going back and like collecting all the stuff you can collect Mm -hmm. um making sure there's like check marks next to like all the fights and whatnot right that way i don't get stressed like yeah there's a lot in this game and uh there's like this i think it's called hunter notes um it's in like your um what would be like your pause screen thingy Mm -hmm. and um yeah, it's literally just, like, a fucking page of things that pertain to the game. And then, like, you can click onto something. So, like, maybe it's, like, um, like buddies. Like buddies, your palicos and palamutes, which are, like, cats and dogs that follow you. I know, I know about those. Fight. I know about those, yeah. Yeah. And um, you click that page, and then there's another fucking page of stuff that, like, you can do for them. You can have them do like what they'll do in battle what they won't do in battle like it's nuts mm. it's a it's definitely a lot for a newcomer into this yeah. series to i've i've tried to wrap their head around i've caught a little bit bit of it here and there one of my streaming buddies has been playing a lot of of rise um and i i caught i caught a conversation actually that um uh he was because he was talking about the monster hunter movie which, have you have you seen the movie? I haven't. Um, I refused to see the movie okay. based on I believe the director. It was a director or producer um, made another movie and got one of their stunt doubles like horribly injured. Oh. Like they lost an arm or something, and so I just refused to watch it on principle. Hmm. I I don't know. I can kind of see where you're coming from. I guess though that's also like I, that is a risk that comes with the job of being a stunt double. I mean. I don't know if you if were... I remember correctly, it was like a preventable thing. Oh, yeah. It was ignored. Because cause I don't know if you heard the story. Of, uh, Deadpool 2, one of the stunt doubles died doing a motorcycle sequence. Um, and, I believe know, I may have heard, but... They, they, they stopped production for like a couple weeks. and Yeah, that was, that was interesting. I, 
I don't remember what the full situation around that was, but I, I'm pretty sure it wasn't, like, it probably, it probably was, like, a freak accident, not, like, the one you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's part of the profession. They know what they're getting into right. when they're doing it. But it's still, I mean, it, not to take away right. anything of course. from it's, that. I mean, it's it definitely a... sucks. Yeah. And that's understating it. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I, not to sound like, not to sound uncaring or anything, but that's why stunt doubles exist. Yep. To, so you don't put the actor in those positions, but... Uh, it's 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 it is a very important it's very important work in the film industry that goes unrecognized. I think oh, yeah. a lot of the time, I I I think like the major award shows need to need to be awarding uh, stunt performers. Mm-hmm. I stuff. agree. Um. But anyway, in the Monster Hunter movie, I heard I heard his main gripe with the movie was that so like I guess the main monster that they're hunting is a Rathalos, which I know Rathalos, I play Smash Brothers. Um, But the problem he had with it was there's a line in the movie that's like, oh, no one's ever killed a Rathalos before, or something. (laughs) And, and, and even, even, even me, not knowing much about it, I'm like, I'm like, Rathalos is way too iconic to be uncommon. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) If you wanted I just, to, I use just killed that them like line. an hour ago. Yeah, I was like, if you wanted to, if you wanted to use that line, uh, why didn't you go with a like a bigger monster or something? Now I get, yeah. I get why they used Rathalos for the movie. You know, a very iconic, very much a part of the branding. You know, mm-hmm. it, it'll stick with you. You'll remember it. Maybe just don't include that line because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. yeah. Use like a, or, I mean, every Monster Hunter game has its like big baddie mm-hmm. just make a new big baddie make a new elder dragon but yeah it's not that complicated just talk to capcom about it and get it figured out <laughs> right um interestingly enough though that movie this the lead actress is the same actress that did those resident evil movies yep which i hear are also not great um mm-mm. Mm-mm. um i hear the main problem is just that like they started like completely telling their own story and then Capcom was like, well, we want you to include characters from the games. And we want you to adapt certain stories. And they were struggling to figure out how to fit that within the narrative they were already telling. And it just mm-hmm. became, like, overcluttered and stuff eventually. Which a lot of video... I feel like a lot of video to uh, game to movie adaptations fall into that. Yeah. Um, although, I hear they are, they are rebooting uh, the Resident Evil movies and just planning to just follow the games so well, that could hope. be interesting yeah let's hope that turns out okay um the only one i've played is the remake of two mm-hmm. i i really liked that one but it wasn't like i don't know i was i i was i was weird about it because like i really liked that game but it I wasn't enough to make me be like oh i want to play more resident evil now yeah i was like i really liked resident evil 2 i can't say i really like resident evil I do want to play four because it has the same characters or at least like Leon and stuff. And so Mm. I'm interested to see like that story move on, but I'm not really, I'm not really that invested in resident evil as a whole to want to play all the other games. Like four is the only one that I really want to play at this point. (laughs) And I'm, I'm kind of waiting because they're probably going to do a remake of four. Like they've done with the, with two and three. So no, we'll have to we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. Um, but yeah, speak, but yeah, video game movies. Um, a lot of problems. They've been like getting good recently, though. Like weirdly, I mean, Monster Hunter is, is an exception here, but like <laughs> Detective Pikachu, Sonic oh the God. Hedgehog, those are great movies. Yeah, um, as a massive Pokemon fan, I went into Detective Pikachu going like, "Oh, this is probably gonna suck," and I walked out and I was like. This movie is pretty fucking fun. Yeah, it's great. I loved it. Ryan Reynolds was a was a strange but perfect choice. Yeah. Um, I never, I never would have thought Ryan Reynolds in a million years would be Deadpool and Pikachu. Yeah. Very different roles. Like it works so well, and just you know, 
I was kind of just like worried about like, oh, it's Justice Smith. You know, this was just after Jurassic World 2 was like his, mm. his big thing. And Jurassic World 2 is not a good movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge dinosaur guy, too. And like, I recommend reading uh, Jurassic Park and The Lost World. Mm-hmm. The books are like incredible, mm-hmm. but I think the movies fall. I flat. I, I've <laughs> only seen the first Jurassic Park and the two Jurassic World movies. I like Jurassic Park. I like Jurassic World. Jurassic World Two was horrible, an awful film. I have no interest in seeing the third one, although I probably will anyway. <laughs> I'll go just because there's not enough dinosaur movies. <laughs> um, it's uh, my okay. I can I I want to rant about Jurassic World two actually now for a second. Let's do it. Cause it's just it's it's a problem I think with just Jurassic Park existing as a franchise, you know, beyond just the one movie, where a very major theme of Jurassic Park, especially Jurassic World, you know, I think the original Jurassic Park the theme is more you know oh science and. You know, you're doing things that, that you shouldn't be doing in the world of science and mm-hmm. playing a dangerous game here. But beyond that, it becomes about the dangers of capitalism, you know? Yep. Well, we don't care that it's dangerous. It makes us money. And yet, that's the only reason that Jurassic World 2 exists, was for more money. <laughs> so Ironic. If, yeah. yeah. So it's like... A complete like self aware wolf situation. <laughs> I do I, I I do browse that subreddit occasionally. It's a good one. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. It's a pretty it's a pretty pretty good subreddit. Um, so it's just like it's just like it's just like you're criticizing the one reason you exist, <laughs> mm-hmm. and yeah. yet you still exist, and you're mm-hmm. not realizing. And that's not be that's not me being like yet you participate in society. Curious, I'm not being like that meme, um, because this is very much a company made this decision, you know. Yeah. This isn't this isn't like someone being like we should improve society, but you participate in society. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> or like, hey, Apple shouldn't be using like child child slaves in these mines or whatever, and. I mean, like, but you sent that from your iPhone. Like, that's entirely different things. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I yeah. Mean, I, I'm sitting here and I have like all of them on Blu-ray. I got like the collector's pack for mm. Jurassic Park, and I have it like propped up on a shelf because I like dinosaurs. It's with all like my dinosaur books and stuff like that. And like sometimes I like. It's hard to watch them, and I'll get, and I'll go through spurts like every year, every couple of years, and like watch them all. And after I'm done watching them, I'm, yeah, that movie, those, the trilogy kind of exists. Like mm-hmm. that's that's they're nothing special. And I mean, the, I mean, the first movie's a classic. Like, well, yeah, we have to yeah. like we have to give it up for the first Jurassic Park. It's great. Oh, yeah. And I I liked the first Jurassic World. Uh, I think it has some good acting in it. I think tells a good story it had its own unique identity you know um but that should have been it <laughs> yeah I should feel just like ended with gripes, Jurassic world yeah my gripes i feel like just come from like a like a background of dinosaur knowledge like the whole mosasaur it's like way fucking bigger mm-hmm. it should have been mm-hmm. and like that's such a stupid nick dick because i was like ah it's fucking cool that it's in this movie. Well, I mean, but you know, also time, now like, we know that, smaller. like, also now we know that, like, a lot of those dinosaurs probably had feathers and. Yep. Which I'm fine if they keep the scale thing. I mean, it's kind of fun. Yeah. But. I mean, it keeps I mean, them like, threatening, but it's like. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, well, I would be substantially less terrified of a T Rex if it had bird feathers. Well, but that's the thing. They probably also didn't have a lot of feathers. I think it was like just like on their arms and maybe a few on their head as well. Um, I don't think they were like some, covered in feathers from what. Some were like pretty covered. I mean, some were, but like a T Rex, I think only had some feathers. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't heavily feathered. <laughs> um, I, I mean, obviously, you know, we don't know for sure 
because they're all dead, but yeah. Like based on based on the research and everything, you know, which even... will change. It has oh, yeah. changed. It will change. We we yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, talking about the whole change thing too. Like watching Jurassic Park three. Um, there's a Spinosaurus in it, and like in that movie, it's a land dinosaur. But now we know it's like it was probably one of the first, if like one of a few dinosaurs that was semi-aquatic. Hmm. And could hunt on land and water. Oh, Watching the third Jurassic Park, that's pretty it's like, neat. yeah, it's like, no, that's, you know, that's changed a lot in the last twenty years. <laughs> so, uh, so continuing on with talking about uh, like new versions of classic movies, Space Jam. <laughs> you see that new trailer? I did. I was so disappointed. Yeah, like. I like I was I was really looking forward to this movie. I love the first Space Jam. I love Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I love Looney Tunes Back in Action. I love all those live action 2D animation hybrids, right? That's why I was so disappointed with the new Space Jam trailer. Cuz there's none of that. LeBron goes to the Looney Tunes world and they just animate him. Everyone comes to the real world and now the Looney Tunes are 3D animation. And it's like, that's not Space Jam. That is not Lost its heart. what Space Jam is. <laughs> and I'm uh, I'm not a huge LeBron James fan either. So I feel like that kind of... I mean, I I don't care about basketball at all. It's like the, the main reason I care about Space Jam is the animation. The, the animation, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, and it's just a fun movie. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It has a fun yeah. story to it. It's got Danny DeVito is in it, and that's wonderful. Love me some Danny DeVito. Honestly, who doesn't? You know. Yeah. I feel like you'd be hard pressed to find somebody that doesn't like Danny DeVito. Right. Um, always Sunny. There you go. I. Love that show. I. I. It. it no. It, it's. No, 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 no. I do. I do. Sorry, I'm just trying. I. I oh. do like that show. I haven't watched too much of it, but. Uh, I do, I do like it. Um, I was, I was trying to get into the story. I didn't know how to start it um, about how he came to be on the show because what I heard was he just liked the show so much that he just wanted to be on it. So, if I recall correctly, what happened was the first season was on at like a really weird time, mm. um, and it had really like good ratings and stuff, and people really liked it. It just wasn't pulling viewers in. And so they, like, sat down at the drawing board with, like, the producers and executives and stuff. And they were like, what do we have to do to, like, one, get a better time, and two, bring in, like, more viewers. And they basically told them, like, you guys are doing great, but uh, I think we need to bring in, like, a big-name actor. And they were, like, super opposed to it at first. And then that's where Danny DeVito liking the show came into play. Mm. And they were like, well, Danny likes this show. Let's see how it goes. And, yeah, they all just loved him. Well, and it's like now Charlie Day is everywhere. And like oh, yeah. you don't even notice it, but it's like, you know, he did Pacific Rim, going back to that. Which kinda kinda let you in on a secret. I haven't seen the first Pacific Rim. I've only seen you the haven't? second one. And it was the first one's like way better. It was really boring, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first one's like way John Boyega was good in it though. But it's yeah, just very I love boring. John Boyega. Um But uh the Lego movie, he's He's Benny, the spaceman, in the Lego movie. Which was fucking awesome. Yeah! I love the Lego movie. Phil Lord and Christopher Miller are incredible, and then they went on to write Spider-Verse, and... Yeah. And they and they also did the Jump Street movies, and... They're a great duo. <laughs> yeah. Um, kind of like the uh, Russo brothers. Yeah. Most of the stuff they that make is pretty hot gold. Yeah, they the Russo brothers did a lot of community, uh, which is mm-hmm. why there's so many community cameos in their MCU movies. Um, Didn't even notice that. Yeah, I, you got you got um, Abed in Winter Soldier, you've got the Dean in Civil War, and then you have both Chang and Shirley in Endgame. I don't think they had any in Infinity War, um, but yeah. That's, that's fucking awesome. I didn't. I don't know how I never, like, didn't pick up on that. <laughs> uh, Joe Russo cameoed in 
one of the episodes of of Community as well. He was like the like the foreign like the new foreign friend for Troy and Abed that like they found out was like a war criminal and was like slaughtering villages back home. Do you remember that? that? I watched I've watched all of Community, but it's also one of those shows where like it's kind of background noise for me. Uh-huh. So like I'll pick up my phone and like scroll through my phone and then I'll watch like an episode or two and oh. I'll like be on my phone for an episode or two and I I did I did watch it for the first time like uh uh ah, geez back in the fall I want to say mm-hmm. um back like during like election season and everything was when I started mm-hmm. um I think I think I was just kind of getting anxious about everything and I was like I need a funny show to watch and it was it was between a community and New Girl, which I've now seen both shows completely. Oh, New Girl Love is them. so fucking good. Yeah, it's good. It's not like Community or Parks and Rec good, but it's good. No, yeah, it's it's got its moments. It's pretty damn funny though. Um, but then but then it was pretty funny when they had like the 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 Biden episode where it was like they had the it was like the like they were doing like the the election for like student president. And, like, the Secret Service was there for whatever reason. And, like, Abed was, like, flirting with the Secret Service lady. <laughs> and then um, at the very end of the episode, she's, like, in the in the car with Biden. And he's, like, ha- taking a nap. And he wakes up and he's, like, I had a dream that I was a regular president. <laughs> Which now he is, so. Ironic. Right. And I think I watched that episode, like, the day after Election Day, so. <laughs> That is like perfect timing. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I which also that episode has one of the best jokes where it was it was honestly all those sequences with Troy and Abed like giving the election updates throughout the episode are so mm-hmm. great. My name is Troy Buttsuit Barnes. <laughs> what? That's my name. That's yeah, a it's a good show. Uh, I uh, I wish Dan Harmon went on to do better things. Mm. I find him. I don't know why. I just find. I think Community is gold. Yeah, it is. It but is. I just think he hasn't really. He's not as great as people put him up to be. So, some people I are going to be very mad at you for saying that. I mean, yeah, I know. But yeah, but yeah, I don't. I don't care about Rick and Morty either. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm glad someone said that. <laughs> I wasn't going to fucking say it. Um, I thought the first season was really good, and then after that, I was like, Meh. I think it's just overhyped. It, I got annoyed by it. I was like interested in watching it, and then people talked about it too much. <laughs> Yep, that's kind of how I felt. You know, sometimes fandoms really do kill something. Um, yeah, especially after the after the Szechuan sauce thing. Oh, God, that was so fucking annoying. Yeah. And, and like, we both worked in restaurants. We worked in restaurants together. You were my manager. Um, yep. It, oh, my God. If we had to deal with that where we worked, I, I probably... I, for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, same here. <laughs> um, we probably would have walked out together, I imagine. Yeah. Oh, I'm gone, probably. Well, I, did, uh, I don't remember the specifics, but I feel like there's a situation where we came very close. You were like, the, I, you were like the only manager on duty. Something was pissing you off. You were, you were like, saying something about like I'm this close to walking out, and I was just like, I will, I will go with you. <laughs> oh, it was right when COVID started. Because remember, I was fighting for those damn masks. Mm. Just like not doing it, and yeah. then allowing people in, and that was pissing me off because it's like. I got a fucking crew of people behind me that I got to take care of yeah. first and foremost. And if you're not going to give me masks, I'm going to get upset about it. Yeah. Well, and also I was just like, if the if the manager walks out, I'm walking out too. I'm not going to be here without a manager. <laughs> yeah, that's but, bad news. <laughs> but yeah, that's why that's why I uh, quit as well because it just kept getting worse. Like I was working like only like prep shifts at that point because mm-hmm. um, I just did not want to be interacting with customers at all. And they hired a, a, a new manager um, eventually, which, you know, you have to. <laughs> yeah. And she didn't believe COVID was real. And, All right. Yep. Goodbye. And yep. so wouldn't enforce uh, people to wear masks. And I, I fought it out for a long time. You know, I talked to the general manager. I talked to... I talked to the owner of the store i had his i had his personal number um which was also a covid related reason that i had his personal number because i had to not work for two weeks because someone had had tested positive (laughs) 
at like the other store in town and yep. had been working at both stores. Um, so that's why I got his personal number. I got his personal number after that. So the fact that that happened and yet still this was a problem. Um, anyway, I called him. It maybe solved the problem for three days. And then we were right back to honestly probably worse than what it was before. And I said, nah, <laughs> I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the day I walked out was the day um, the GM told me that we were getting masks. And I was like, all right, I did what I had to do. And goodbye now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I honestly, I thought I was going to get fired at one point because I, I cussed out some some coworkers for, like, not wearing their masks properly. Because mm-hmm. um, I, w- I was just, I was fed up with it. I was like, I was like, you put on your mask, you put on your fucking mask properly. Like, it was, like, like, I was, I, they, hard. yeah, <laughs> I was told to go home and I just thought I wasn't going to be welcomed back. <laughs> But uh, Honestly, at that point. I actually I got ahead of it and and called the owner and like apologized before um, they had Dude, the chance to. Came. Good call. Yeah, I was just like, they're gonna tell you this happened. It's absolutely true, and I'm sorry. <laughs> and he and he was just kind of like, well, good on you for getting ahead of it, and don't let it happen again. And I was, <laughs> and I was like, sure. <laughs> and I hung up, and I was like, no promises. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we totally went on some tangents there at the end, but I think that's fine. I think that's, I think that's fine. Um, I, did you have anything else you want to say about Space Jam? Cause that's where we started here in this little tangent corner. Um, not, not too much, not too much other than the fact that I like Ron the, James I like the Don Cheadle's in it. Yeah. I actually got really excited about that. Sorry. I got yeah. out there. Yeah, he's I playing, saw a, him and he's I was playing like, the oh, villain. Fuck yeah. Cool with me, man. I love Don Cheadle. Yeah, Don Cheadle, please. <laughs> um, he's really, he's, yeah, he's a really cool guy. Um, yeah, and a great, he's a great ally too. His because he has a he has a he has a trans kid. I did not know that. Um, and there was there was um, there's this picture of him like when he hosted SNL and like he was introducing the musical guest and he wore a shirt that said "Protect Trans Kids," like right like right there on you know TV. Good on, on live TV. Yeah, he's great. Um. Yeah, I also though. Love him as War Machine. Oh yeah. Quick side oh, note. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. They're and they're 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 giving him the love he deserves with that too. You know him just appearing recently on Falcon Winter Soldier in the first episode. Um, I think that was great. That moment between him and Sam. Um, and the fact they're going to give him his own show. You know the Armor Wars show. Um, Me man, more Don Cheadle. Yeah. And I think I think. I really hope they can like explore a relationship with like him and him and Ironheart, like let him be the mentor figure. Cause like, I know in the comics it's Tony or really it's an AI built to replicate Tony, but Tony's gone. And just within the context of a movie, even using an AI to bring him back, even if it's not the real one would still cheapen his death. I feel like a little bit. Yeah. Um, now I think, you can have her have some relationship with Tony, you know, in some way, maybe, maybe like a flashback that like she met him at one point or whatever. Um, but I think, I think, I think using, using War Machine to, to help tell her story and be that mentor figure, I think, uh, would, could really work to differentiate it for the MCU and also just fit within how the story, uh, is being told there. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, but anyway, I think it's time to wrap up this episode. We got a nice good hour out of that. So. Holy fuck. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, well, we'll see you all next time, which, you know, should be next week, ideally. It will Um, be. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It will be. It will be. Be here or be square. Um... But if you want more from us until then, uh, I'm on Twitter at crystal underscore underscore rivers. That's with two underscores. And I'm also uh, on Twitch with the same username. I stream four times a week. Uh, 
my schedule is not consistent anymore because of my new job slash old job that I returned to. Not the job that I worked at with Colton, but another job I worked at way before that. Um, and that work schedule is not consistent, so my streaming schedule can't be consistent. But I still uh, do my best to do four streams a week, and I, I put uh, the, the upcoming week's schedule on Twitter. So if you follow me on both, you'll be up to date with what's going on there. <laughs> always be plugging. Always be plugging. What would you like to plug, Colton? Um, if you guys want to see tattoos and piercings updates on my Twitter, you can at Walnut Quinn. Oh yeah, you pierced uh, your eyebrow. Yeah, that shit did not hurt at all. No, I thought that was gonna be so bad. What kind of what kind of piercing did you put in it? A ring or like a a staff? A staff. A staff. I, I want to do a ring once it's healed though. Okay. Yeah. We'll get there. Cool. 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 Well, I do we just end it or do we sit in awkward silence for three more minutes? I feel like we should just sit in awkward silence for three more minutes. All right. Well, I'm gonna end it. All right. Sounds good. All right. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>